The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 11th, 2021. The woman in your life Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holt, and I'm your host. With me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. Oh, my goodness. What a great, beautiful morning it is in Sonoma County. Well, this, today I have two special guests with me. Joining me on the phone will be Regina Brennan, who's a member of the Sonoma County Black Forum, and we're going to be talking about an event that they've been having. This is the second round. It's called 2021 COVID-19 Food Distribution for Times Like These. That's their theme, for times like these. Boy, are we not in some crazy times. Also joining me on the phone is Tina Rogers, who's an educator, performer, and researcher, and we'll be talking about the Martin Luther King Jr. celebration. Happy birthday, Dr. King, happening Sunday, January 17th via Zoom. And as she'll have a lot of information for us. Well... What a week it's been. My goodness. I mean, the, the radio and the, the television and the internet and Facebook and all YouTube, you name it. I mean, it's on fire about what happened at the Capitol on the 6th of January. It is, it is absolutely stunning to me that something like this happened in our country. In fact, when I watched it, I, I ended up watching films that were even worse than some of the films that they were showing on some of the news networks, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, I just wept. I cried. I cried for our company, country, and I, I also cried for those people, you know, who were pro whatever they were doing. You know, they were trying to destroy our democracy, their democracy, the, the, that gave them freedom, freedom to assemble, freedom to bear arms, freedom of speech. You know, and these people are, are jumping into our capital, the seat of our democracy, and doing what they did. I mean, it was stunning to me. And what's, what's even more stunning is that all this happened because of lie after lie after lie getting people all ribbed up. And I could not believe for the life of me what I heard our president say. You know, <clears throat> I was born in 1940, and, you know, when I was born, President Roosevelt was president. Uh, Franklin uh, Delano Roosevelt was president. And as I got older, you know, the war ended and all, all kinds of different things happened. But I want you to know, in my grandmother's house, we had a picture of Roosevelt in every single room in the house, including the bathroom. In fact, when you went to the bathroom, there was his there was his face staring at you. And one day, I asked her. I says, "Grandma, why do you have these pictures of this man in every room?" And she says, "Because he gave me freedom. He gave me freedom. He's the president of the United States with such pride, because my grandmother came over from Poland on a third class ship with her and her sister and her mother, with two loaves of bread each." to come to America 
Well, that wasn't the America she came to that I saw on the 6th of January. And we as American citizens have to really think about who we are, what we want to project in the world, and how we want to take care of one another. I mean, the times are a-changing for sure. But we don't want to change in the direction that these people, these people who invaded our seat of democracy, tried to overtake it. People had, they had restraints that they were going to restrain people, our Congress people, our senators. That means they were going to take hostages, which is the theory. And we have to start looking at that. Is this something we want to lose? Is this something we want to let go of? Do we want to become a country where we have a dictator? You know, one of the things that's so important about our country is that we can vote. We were not happy with this president. So many, many people came to the polls in spite of a pandemic. You know, I do not understand it. You know, what what some theories are is that the people who protested or the people who really supported this this whole action, there were three levels of it. One level was the people who, of course, are against abortion. Another level is those who are demanding that we have, uh, you know, gun rules that we that we can just carry guns and do whatever we want with them. That we have a right to bear arms. And then the third part is the racism, the hatred. And the fear, because a person's skin color is different than yours, that's going to create that kind of separation and division. When in reality, strip everything away, and we all have a heart beating, we all have lungs that we breathe out of, we all have a digestive system, elimination system, we're all the same, legs, arms, hands, eyes, nose, mouth. I mean, most of the living things on this planet have the same characteristics. So it's really time for us to think about this and time for us to come together and not to be cynical, not to be cynical and make up all these stories and all this hate and blame, blame, blame. We have a situation we have to look at and let's look at it. And my prayer, my prayer and my meditation has been like this. I pray that our Congress and our Senate, the people that we voted, we trusted our lives to make the right decision about this about this situation and get away from politics. And one last thing I want to say before I go on to the next subject is I want to do a shout out for former Governor uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who did a, a seven and a half minute presentation of his experience in Nazi Germany. He was born two years after the war and he saw the rubbish. He saw, he saw the aftermath. He saw the things that happened to people, the psychological things, the emotional things, the economic experience. I mean, the whole country was devastated. Is that what we want? A devastated country? I mean, we have rules and laws. I mean, I'm going to be 81 years old in March. All I knew was freedom my whole 81 years on this planet. And when I saw that, and I said, oh, no, this is not my country. This is not acceptable. Well, lots to think about. But on the upside, like I said, it takes people. It takes people power. I want to do a shout-out, and I mean a large shout-out, to the Sonoma County Climate Activist Community who put on on Sunday a fantastic summit via Zoom. 
so many people talked. You know, there was this one woman, Dr. Brenda Fly with Hawks. I love that. Fly with Hawks. You know, I fly with crows. <laughs> you know, if, if I'm going to change my name, I would change my name to that because I love crows. In fact, in the Native American tradition, the crow was the kind of uh, a symbol of the cross-eyed one. And it's very interesting. I was born cross-eyed. That's why I, I relate to the crow so much. But Dr. Brenda Fly with Hawks talked about the indigenous population. And as I listened to her, I thought to myself, you know something, human beings... They're tracking, maybe we're 30 or 40,000 years into existence. And when I was listening to, uh, Dr. Fly with Hawks, what I, what I recognized was what it took for us to evolve to the place where we have computers. And instead of glorifying the earth, instead of improving it, we have systematically worked to destroy it. And the indigenous people have have information for us. They have ways to show us how to kind of turn some of these things around. And yet these were the people, when the white came over from Europe, these were the people that were destroyed, the ones who could help us further enhance our planet that we live on. Well, I want to really do a shout-out to all the organizers, and especially to my dear friend, June Bashares, who ran the Zoom. I mean, she I, I couldn't believe it was it was priceless, and it was free. And I could sit in my own room, in my own office, and I could watch and listen to each person come up and say something that was just phenomenal, how to help the planet, how to help each other, how to deal with it psychologically, emotionally. And then the youth talking about the Sunrise Group and the youth movement, crying to us, save our planet so we have a future. Why is that so understand, hard to understand? Did those people busting into the Capitol, did they hear our youth crying, save our planet, make it a better place that we can live, that we can have a future? You know, it, it's, it's pathetic what has happened. But at the same time, you see all these activists coming together and some of the wonderful things that they have done. Uh, we had Maya, uh, Maya uh, Koslaw on the phone uh, on the interview about two weeks ago. She was absolutely wonderful, again, stating about some of the things that we can do. We can do to help each other and help the planet. And I also found out that if you go into their... Um, Sonoma County Climate Activist Community Summit. If you go onto their website, I'm sorry I don't have all the, all the call letters for you, but we'll have that on Women's Spaces. If you go onto their website, they will give you instructions because the whole summit was pre-recorded, it was recorded, and I think it's really important that people <clears throat> take the time. I mean, Ken and I took the time to sit and watch and listen. Because two things happen. Not only are you getting educated, but you have hope. You have hope because you know there are your fellow Americans, human beings just like yourself, concerned about the planet. And not only concerned about the planet, but willing to stand up and do something about it. You know, I mean, it's just, it was just amazing listening to everybody. Just amazing. And I hope, I hope to have the Sunrise group on because I was very, very interested in what the youth had to say. I mean, it, you know, our young people are so much more evolved 
than many, many people. I mean, they're more, they, they accept diversity, sexual diversity, ethnic diversity, youth diversity. They embrace each other and they're embracing the thought that they have to take action and they have to do something or they're not going to have a future. You know, when I was their age, I was listening very clearly. And when I was their age, I never had those kinds of concerns. I was more concerned if I was going to get a cashmere sweater or if I had a boyfriend or if so-and-so liked me. You know, I never thought about the planet. Although I'll tell you one thing that was interesting during my youth, very, very interesting, because my father was a union man, and it was the time when they had, um, when I was a youth, what happened is they had the uh, the American, I, what, what was the name of that? Uh, what was the name of that? They were going after the communism. My mind went a blank after I started to uh, to cough. But they were after the communists, and I took a test. I, we had to take civics class. I'll never forget this. Oh, House of Un-American Activities, that's what it was. And they were calling out communists. I mean, you know, careers were destroyed because people were communists. I mean, what what happened on the 6th was far worse than what these people were accused of. I mean, it's really interesting when you think of what our priorities are. But I had to take a civics test. I had to take a government test. And I got 96% on the the test. And because I questioned, because I raised my hand and I said, my teacher's name was Mr. Ritterhouse. I said, Mr. Ritterhouse, if if we are being threatened by communists, don't you think we should learn about them? Don't you think we should know who there are? Next thing I know, I'm in the vice president's office. They want to know all about my father. He's a union man. He want to know all about my family because I'm, you know, we're Jewish. And it was just stunning to me. But what I saw in the Capitol was far worse. But those were some of the things I had to worry about. But when I listened to the youth, it was a far different situation. And we need to support them. And speaking about supporting things, I want to talk just a little bit about uh, the Peace and Justice Center. They're having a donation drive for the houseless. Okay, and every Tuesday from 3 to 5... And the Peace and Justice Center is at 467 Sebastopol Avenue in Santa Rosa. Every Tuesday from 3 to 5, you can drop off clothing. And they're asking, please store clean items in large plastic bags. Please do not drop off hours during non-drop-off hours. In other words, the hours that you drop things off on are Tuesday from 3 to 5. And that's the Peace and Justice Center, and they're located at 467 uh, Sebastopol Avenue, Santa Rosa. And as I do every every show, I do the little section called uh, Our History is Our Strength. And you know, it's really interesting. Today is January 11th, and in January 11th, 1935, Amelia Earhart makes the first solo flight from Hawaii to South America. Amazing, isn't it? It's just amazing. And then, happy birthday, to Alice Paul, you know the I'm president of the, of the National Organization for Women, the Sonoma County chapter, and we did a wonderful centennial calendar. Shout out to uh, one of our 
one of our uh, one of our uh, members who got the calendar together. And the first picture is Alice Paul, who was re- born January 11, 1885. She was a suffrage leader and attorney. She founded, and I think we need another National Women's Party in 1916. Her innovative, non-violent, non-violent strategies and political sophistication helped win the passage of the 19th Amendment in 1920. And she also initiated the campaign for equal rights amendment in 1923. Can you believe the 1923? Here we are in 2020, almost 100 years, and we still, as women, do not have an equal rights amendment. Can you believe that? I mean, come on, you guys. And I've said nonviolent strategies. You know, and finding the National Women's Party, I'm beginning to think maybe we need a new National Women's Party. Well, another birthday, woman born in 1820 and passed away in 1914 was Carolyn Severance. She was an early suffragist and social reformer. Uh, she started women's clubs. She co-founded the American Women's Suffrage Association in 1869. She was actually the first woman to register to vote in California. You know, women, I mean, we're, we just elected and a shout out to our African American sisters who work so hard to make this election a success. We elected a vice president, Kamala Harris, a woman of color. I mean, this was the dream of women that we would have this kind of support and this kind of power, so to speak. You know, all eyes are on you, Kamala. All the women that you're, the shoulders you're standing on, and you said it so clearly, we're watching and hoping that once we have that female, that feminist energy in our government, that maybe even more changes will be. And she was the first woman, the first woman, Carolyn Severance, to vote in California in 1911, because California had the vote before uh, some of the other uh, states. And then finally... Finally, on January 13, 1850, happy birthday to Charlotte Ray, who made her transition in 1911. She was the first female African-American lawyer and first admitted to the bar in Washington, D.C. These are the women's shoulders that we are standing on. These women struggled. They fought. They stood up. They went to jail. They were waterbirded. But they did not stop. They insisted and persisted. And that's the key to success. So happy birthday to all of them. And like a special shout out to Alice Paul. I mean, what a woman she was. Well, lot to think about. Lots to think about. And lots to be proud of. Lots to be proud of. Even though what happened with the women's suffrage and as much as we suffered, the bottom line is, is that we had a constitution that said we had free speech and that held up forever and ever and ever. Even though, as we know, many of our political leaders try to squash that. But there is a, there is a feeling in America to be an American is that you're a free agent. You have a right to free speech. 
you have a right to bear arms. And the most important thing, you go to the polls to vote for your leaders. You're not told who your leaders are. The nerve of this president to tell his Republican Party that when he was running for president the second time that he didn't have to have a platform, that everything's going to be the way he wants it to be. So none of us even know what that even means. And that smells a little bit, in my mind, like a dictator. So we need to really be aware, and we all need to stand up and quit with all the stories and the lies. Fact check things, for heaven's sakes. You know, we have computers. You can fact check. There's all kinds of ways you can find out what the truth is. You know, be a good citizen. A good citizen is educated and make sure their children are educated. Well, lots to think about. I realize I'm ranting, but you know something? I'm sure there's lots of people out there that want to get up there and rant, so I'm just ranting for you. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a musical break. And, you know, it's interesting because what the what the Black Forum and what they're doing when they're calling, they're calling their event uh, times like these, I thought that I would play this song by Earth Mama, which is called Made for These Times, which is perfect, which is a perfect song. And when we return, I will be talking with Regina ben Brennan, who's a member of the Black Forum, an organization in Sonoma County that is doing this wonderful COVID-19 food distribution program called For Times Like These. And this is the second one, the second round they will be doing. They will be distributing free perishables, non-perishables, and personal care items to families and individuals. And like I said, this is the second time she's on the show, and I look forward to talking to her. So let's go ahead. Let's play Made for These Times, Ken. Yes, we are made for these times, and we have to be strong in what we do, what we say, 
and what we stand up for. Well, for you folks just joining us, you are listening to KBBF 89.1 FM Calistoga, Santa Rosa. And I want to remind my listeners, uh, the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of KBBF, its board of directors, its members, or women's spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to introduce my first guest joining me on the phone, uh, Regina Brennan. Welcome, Regina. Welcome once again to Women's Spaces. Well, thank you so much for having me, Elaine. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the Black Forum and their food distribution program. But before we do that, Regina, do you mind if I tell my listeners just a little bit about you? Go right ahead. Uh, Regina Brennan decided to retire from Santa Rosa City, uh, City School District after nearly 30 years. Congratulations, Regina, as a classroom teacher in 2017. Her teaching career began at George Washington Middle School in Long Beach, California, where she was Teacher of the Year in 1993 and ended at Santa Rosa High School there for 18 years and taught a variety of world history classes, Retirement means developing her small garden and business, learning Spanish, spending more time with her family, and trying to stay relevant during uncertain times. She, along with a small group of educators and activists, created the Sonoma Black Sonoma County Black Forum in August of 2017 to support our youth and the community. A lot to be proud of. Well, welcome once again. And you know, before we start, number one, is there anything you'd like to add? And also give us a little background on the Black Forum, its mission, a bit of, you know, and a little bit of how you got involved. Okay, sure, sure. Uh, well, it started back in uh, after the 2016 election. We met, several of us met at Sally Tomatoes and Rona Park. We felt that we needed to stand together. We felt that we need to up, needed to uplift each other because we knew that there would be challenging days ahead. Now, it was the spring of 2017, and there was just this urgency in the air. There were several of us, as I've mentioned, there were artists, community organizers, educators, entrepreneurs of Sonoma County. There were also representatives from organizations like 100 Black Men, the NAACP, the Lyme Foundation, and the Black Chamber of Commerce. A few weeks later, a small group of us continued to meet on a regular basis, and by the late spring, the Sonoma County Black Forum was founded. We are a nonprofit 501c3 organization. We have a vision to train, educate, and better support our youth, as well as our community. We meet monthly. Our meetings are opportunities to network, exchange ideas, problem solve, and be a member of an engaged, inclusive, and informed community. We're a small group, but we have a very dedicated seven-member all-volunteer board, and we plan to increase our board by next week. And not Sorry, not next week, but next year. So you asked about the mission of the Sonoma County Black Forum. Three words. Our mission is to lead, serve, and thrive. And we will do this through our community engagement event. Again, our goal is to support our youth and our community by creating opportunities to train, learn, and develop various 21st century 
skills. You know, I love that. Lead, serve, and survive. Thrive. Thrive, excuse me. Well, to to survive, too, that was a real slip, but it's lead, serve, and thrive. I mean, I think through service, we really do, we really do thrive. Well, you know, talk about this food distribution program. This is your second round. I had you on the last time to talk about it because I just think it's phenomenal what you folks have have decided to do. And the first time you did it, you I believe you were out there three times distributing food and the same thing here. So talk about the program. How did it evolve? What was the, what was the idea behind it? And where when did you first see the need? Okay. Well, um we believe, first of all, that everyone deserves healthy food, um, and that's what we strive to provide for uh, people in need. We, we're trying to give them high-quality, fresh food uh, for those who are unemployed, furloughed, that are just vulnerable populations. As you mentioned earlier, yes, we do distribute free perishables, non-perishables, per- personal care items. But we could not do any of this, Elaine, if we did not have the support of our community donors and our major sponsors. And I just want to mention who our major sponsors are, the Community Foundation, Sonoma County, Sonoma County Vintner Foundation, the Junior League of Napa, Sonoma, Farms, the Pantry, Budge Custom Meats, and the Redwood Empire Food Bank. So what was the motivation? The motivation was the need. There's so much need out in the community right now. And when the pandemic hit, we were planning, we were right in the middle of planning our third annual youth summit to be held at Sonoma State University. But we had to pivot away from the summit, but we weren't sure where we were going to go. So we we met and met as an organization, and eventually someone, I believe it was our other co-founders in Zynga Woods, who suggested that we create a COVID-19 impact survey. We then invited community members to complete it so that we can understand, you know, what the needs were. Now, based on the survey results, the top three needs were, and they continue to be, uh, ongoing needs, paying for rent or mortgage, paying for medical care, paying for food. So, again, the food distribution program came out of the need that our our community uh, was faced with. You know, Regina, as I was listening to you, I was thinking that here we are supposedly, and I hear the stock market is doing very well, the richest country in the world, and yet I cannot believe that there's such a cry right now for food, that there are people in our country that are not, that their children I mean, this to me is so intolerable. That, that's why I don't understand about this thing that happened on the 6th. You know, here these people are busting in trying to destroy our democracy when we can't even feed their children. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's, and it's amazing. It's amazing what a body of people like yourselves can do. So why don't we go over right now what's going to be happening? I know you have your uh, drive-through, no-touch distribution. I love that, drive-through, no-touch distribution. I mean, what times we're in. There's a, there's a there's a Yiddish word, oy vey, that's all I can think of when I think of it. So drive-through, no-touch distribution. Give us some of the dates and some of the, the drop-offs. And, and how do people get the food? Do you have to show your ID? Do you have to pay money? Do okay. you want it, the, a donation? How does it go? Can, I, I'd like to just mention that for, for our previous uh, food distributions, 
we were able to serve 1,165 families and individuals. Oh, my God. Now, uh, and I, can I just share with you some of the comments that the recipient said? I'll just share oh, go for it. Go, go for it, oh, my friend. Uh, so one person said, thank you, I'm out of work. Someone else said, hopefully you guys don't end it. This is very helpful. Another person said, I think it is very good as a community to come together and help. Thank you. Elaine, we know that serving over a 1,000 people in Sonoma County, we know that that's not much. But, you know, I have a grandmother, and she was a wise woman born in Darnell, Louisiana in 1918. She used to say, you do what you can with what you got. And the Sonoma County Black Forum is doing what we can with our very limited resources. So in terms of our food distribution for uh, this year, they're scheduled to be on Saturday, January 16th, February 20th, and March 20th. It will be located at all three of them, located at ArtQuest and Media Center at Santa Rosa High School. The address is 1075 Mendocino Avenue, and it's from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Our distributions, as you have already mentioned, drive-through only, no contact. We will deliver free of charge to the elderly, disabled, and visually impaired. Deliveries are also no contact, but the delivery requests must be made the Thursday before scheduled distribution. So for this weekend distribution, we need to have the request in by January 14th. And how do you make a request? By sending us an email. You can contact us at Sonoma County Black Forum at gmail.com. I'll say that again, Sonoma County Black Forum at gmail.com. You can also contact us at 707-343-8734. The distributions are free, um, and that's why we're so grateful to have such uh, support from our donors and sponsors. Well, I'll tell you, Regina, it is an honor to have you on this show. It is a pleasure to be able to announce this program, and I want to thank you and the Black Forum on behalf of Sonoma County and all those people that are suffering that need this help. You know, I hate to, I don't like the word handout. I don't like the sub charity. I don't like any of those words. The words that we're doing that we're going to use here is support. This is a way yeah. to support our community. And so any last words and you can give the website one more time. Anything on your mind that you just like to share with people? I know you want to invite them to come on down, but also anything else that you'd just like to say in this moment? Yes, yes. Uh, please uh, share the word, spread the word to those who are in need. If anyone is interested in volunteering at one of our distributions, mm-hmm. you can go to our website. It's uh, Sign Up Genius. Type in our email address, which is Sonoma County Black Forum at gmail.com, and you would be directed to our volunteer schedule. So we have a few slots available for this Saturday's distribution, and we have more available for February 20th and March 20th. The last word is um, I'd like for your listeners to um, be aware of Food Finder. This is a website, a website that's put out by uh, Redwood Empire Food Bank. If you are, are aware of it, many people are not, 
but this website will provide for all the food distributions, or most of the food distributions in Sonoma County uh, for the entire month. There are more than 25 places, locations to distribute food in Sonoma County. So it's called Food Finder, and it's hosted by uh, Redwood Empire Food Bank. And in terms of the last word, the Sonoma County platform, we're doing what we can during always challenging times. Well, Regina Brenna, I want to thank you so much for being on Women's Spaces, and I love that lead, serve, and thrive. I couldn't yes. say it any better myself. And just to let my listeners know, all the information that Rosina told us this morning will be on our website, www.womensbases.com. Well, thank you, Regina, and I look forward to seeing you again, and it's a joy, I have to say, it's a joy getting to know you. Well, thank you so much, Elaine, for having me and allowing me a few minutes to talk about our our events for this year. Well, it's my pleasure. Well, we're going to take a musical break again. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just my heart. I got to say this. After talking to Regina, my heart feels so full to know that there are people like this in our community that are willing to step up and do the best they can, like her grandmother said. Do what you can with what you have. I mean, how much better, what what better message can we receive? Anyway, we're going to take a musical break, and the song I will be playing, because we're going to be talking to Tina Rogers, who's a member of the Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, uh, committee that is planning the uh, event, the birthday celebration, on this Sunday on the 17th. It's going to be via Zoom, and she will telling us be telling us all about it. And so, like I said, when I come back, we will be talking with uh, Tina Rogers, educator, performer, and researcher. And let's go ahead and play that song, Come By Here, Dr. Martin Luther King, one of my heroes. Come by here, Martin Luther King. Come by here, Martin Luther King. Your words we sing. Your words we sing. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Only light can do that. Hatred cannot drive out hatred. Hatred cannot drive out hatred. Hatred cannot drive out hatred. Only love can do that. Only love can do that. Vengeance cannot heal our pain. Vengeance cannot heal our pain. Vengeance cannot heal our pain. Only justice can do that. Only justice can do that. Come by here, Martin Luther King. Come by here, Martin Luther King. Come by here, Martin Luther King. 
your words we sing your life we Oh, my God, when I listen to that song, I go back to that day when I heard on the radio that Dr. King was assassinated. I will never forget that as long as I live. I mean, his words and his thoughts and his spirituality went beyond any human being that I ever heard before. And it was just an amazing experience, but such a sad time. But fortunately, again, the people stood out and said, look, This man did more than many. He deserves to be acknowledged. And so now we have, we celebrate Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. birthday. And now we're going to be talking about the celebration. Well, welcome back. You are listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to introduce my next guest. Joining me on the phone is Tina Rogers, an educator, performer, and researcher. And she's, we're going to talk about the Dr. Martin Luther King uh, celebration that's coming up. Uh, Tina, welcome to Women's Spaces. Well, thank you very much. Hello, Elaine. Oh, I know you want to. This is our second. This is our second round together. You know, Tina is a historian. I just love having her on and talking about some of these things. But before we start, can I tell our folks just a little bit about you? Uh, yeah, please do. Tina Rogers is a native of Sonoma County. She's devoted her life in trying to understand this beautiful planet, the humans, and the other species that share our world. A true humanitarian in what she presents through research, education, and communication with other cultures allows her to see the big picture. While attending UC Davis, she turned her passion for the arts, fitness, and wellness into a popular example of master teaching not only to children, but people of all ages. She is a role model who truly enjoys using art education and fitness as tools to crack the gold, the code in child development that lasts a lifetime. I have personally seen her at presentations of black history through the spoken word and dance and found the experience to be both educational and inspiring. So welcome, Tina. Welcome once again to Women's Spaces. Well, thank you very much, Elaine. Good to talk to you again. How are you doing? Oh, doing wonderful. And, you know, just listening, just hearing your voice just inspires me. And also I had uh, Regina Brennan on before and talking about the food distribution. And I'll tell you, it just filled my heart just knowing what the people here in this county are doing. So let's start out, uh, Tina, to give us a little background about how you got involved working on this annual celebration and the importance of celebrating this birthday and a a little bit of background about it, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. So for myself, um, as a child here in the county, um, I was involved with Community Baptist Church. And um, back in the early 1970s, uh, my grandmother and grandfather, Herman and Frankie Rogers, they were a part of the community and part of the church. At that time, uh, Reverend Coffey had, and alongside with uh, Carol Ellis, they were the ones who first started uh, celebrating um, Dr. King's birthday after his death, as you were just mentioning. And so as a child, I would attend church and Sunday school and choir rehearsal and also the other events when it was held um, on Grand Avenue. And um, what had happened is our community stood up. And not only was it Reverend Coffey 
and Carol Ellis, but it was James Wright, uh, Cleveland Moore, and of course, you know, an ally, a strong ally, Mary Moore um, from the West County. And these people, they began it, began bringing the community together based on the principles and the philosophies of Dr. King. So myself personally, as far as like performing, and, and I know that you have seen some of that, I would say it's probably been about like maybe three years I started performing. And in the past year, um, I joined the committee. Uh, last year in 2019, um, I started the 10 meetings. And, um, you know, they were asking for support of the community. So that's how I joined. And so this whole year uh, during the pandemic, we have been social distancing by meeting virtually. Um, we started out monthly, but I would say approximately um, in the fall, like maybe late August, early September, we started to meet weekly, which is very, very supportive and healing based on um, uh, our social climate right now. Well, you know, it's, it's really wonderful that people get together and they celebrate birthdays and they celebrate Dr. King. But what, what do you think is the core significance of this? I mean, what, what is important about every year? You know, I think it's more important to bring, <laughs> to bring the attention to Dr. King every year than, say, Columbus. You know, there's such a struggle. But what, what do you think is the significance of having this event every year? Well, let's take a, a quote for um, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. And that's, um, that quote there, you know, resonates with the Sonoma County community and residents. So his philosophies, you know, it's his birthday, but, you know, supporting the nonviolent um, a nonviolent way for social change and the social injustices and equity. I think that's like really important. Um, and that, you know, that definitely resonates with, you know, all cultures because, um, this, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. birthday celebration committee is compiled of people from various backgrounds and various cultures. And, and I would say, yeah, that, that activism there. That, that's why we celebrate them. And I would add, I would add that it's 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 not it's not inclusive. It's very very open to all people to participate, which I think is actually wonderful. I want to do a little shout out to my friend Attila Nagy, who's been working mm-hmm. on this for years and years. You know, he understands the importance of putting up programs like this from his own background. Well, what do you think? You know, when you when we start thinking, I know. What do you think? You know, I know for me, Dr. King's greatest con- contribution was is that he stood up and he made us aware. He made us aware. I loved, you know, here we are in this this horrific time with all these people banging on the on the Capitol, and I I can't help but remember a film, I, uh, a kind of a documentary I saw with Dr. King when he was talking to uh, uh, President uh, Johnson when he talked about. African-American people getting the vote. He said, nothing is worth anything. Whoops. Nothing is worth anything unless we have the vote. And I think for me, the fact that he was so adamant about that, and then when I think of John Lewis, you know, and then when I think about them going across the bridge on Selma, I mean, what the mm-hmm. price that was paid so people could vote, could 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 enjoy the freedoms of America that they say are are there for all of us citizens. 
And I think the biggest contribution there was the idea of educating people of how important the vote was. What, what do you think his biggest contribution was? I think his biggest contribution is the Civil Rights Act, um, civil rights. Um, because without that, you don't have the, you know, the right to vote. And even though, you know, um, Negro colored black African American people have been voting and trying to vote, you know, and since the 1800s. And then, you know, as decades went on, then you would have, you know, restrictions. Or, you know, like, for instance, if you want to come vote and you're a Negro, you would have to count how many jelly beans are in a jar. Oh, God. So, to me, the Voting Act is one thing, but, I mean, it's the civil rights and the humanity of that. You know, and and when you had mentioned um, the different uh, people, you know, for instance, like Attila Nagy, who's been, you know, on the committee for 25-plus years, but there are a lot of people... And, you know, that's because of Dr. King's words. You know, not only him, Barbara Holleran has been there 25-plus years. Um, we have uh, Miss, uh, Melissa Willoughby, you know her, you know, 20-plus years. Nancy Vogel, 20-plus years. You know, Jan Pratter has, you know, been involved with the committee, you know, maybe 8 to 10 years. Even um, Mr. Reuben uh, J. Scott, um, president of the NAACP, has been there four years. So, you know, and I've just been on, you know, this committee. And I think... You know, people like us and the people that have been founding and everybody else that's been pushing and supporting like yourself, we're all doing that because of, you know, what Dr. King did. So it's not just the voting rights. It's also the civil rights. It's also the economic rights. It's also the equity. And it's also the ration of injustices. Because as you saw, we can vote and it can be fair and there can be no cheating. But just recently, we saw what happened at our nation's capital. I know. It's very, very sad. Well, we're coming to the end of the segment. It ends. This goes by too fast when you're on radio. And I, I want to get to this. This is very important to me. Every year they pull and they, they, they vote on a you know, on a theme. And this year's theme is chaos or community. You know, I just, I just think that is such a powerful, powerful, uh, uh, way to present things. Can you explain a little bit as what inspired that theme and what does it mean? Well, I will tell you, you know, and I, and I got to give, you know, this up to, you know, several people that came up with a lot of things and Ken Duncan senior who's been, you know, our oh, I historian. love Ken Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Man, he he's been on the committee for over like thirty eight years. He was like a <laughs> sophomore or junior in high school, you know, at Casa Grande. So and, you know, di- different people, but the it's about his last book. His last book is titled that. And um for oh. like one of the first times in his whole entire life, he alongside with a his wife, Coretta Scott King, Bernard Lee, Dora McDonald, you know, King rented a, a house, a rental house in Ocho's Rios in Jamaica, um, February of 1967. And that's where he wrote his first draft. And this is the title is from his book. And so, you know, we, we would like everyone to attend, you know, the, the program in various ways. And, uh, and find out, you know, how we're presenting some stuff. But the number one thing is, where do we go from here, chaos or community? 
check out his book. Well, you know, it's a, that's a very interesting thing at this particular time that you would, you would choose this because that's what's happening. We as Americans right now have a decision to make. Do we want this kind of chaos? Do we want our democracy disrupted by this violence and this ignorance? Or do we want to come together as a community? realize and recognize we have problems and work towards solutions. So I think that's great. And I'm going to last you, ask you one last question, and then I would like you to give us the websites, the, the time, and how people can get to the Zoom. Uh, okay. What do you think, what do you think Dr. King would be doing? And we, we, we need a quick answer, Tina. What do you think Dr. King would do today? What would he say in today's climate, in today's social climate? He would say share more love. Boy, is that not simple? Share more mm-hmm. love, you know. And what That's is what love? What is love? When you look at love, the first letter in love is L. Let's all live together and learn together, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's open up. Let's open up to each other. And realize we are one. We are one species, the human species. How about V? Look at versatility. To me, versatility mm-hmm. is exciting. I mean, you're African-American, I'm Caucasian, you come from a religious background, I come from, and yet we can talk and we can be together. And E, and E, it's very, very exciting. So give us our, give us the website and give us how we, how do we get to the Zoom? Do we have to, to write someone or email someone and they'll send you the code? What's the, what's the? Yeah, Uh, okay, great. So first, um, this program is always uh, the Sunday Eve of Dr. King's birthday. And this year is virtually, and it's going to be in the evening from 7 to 9. Anybody that's on Facebook can join us at our tagline. It's MLK Birthday Celebration Sonoma County. That is across the board. We have Facebook live streaming. There's an event page that we have going on. It's also going to be live streamed on YouTube, and then you can rewatch it at any time. Now, as far as the way to get a Zoom um, link, you would email us at SoCo, which is S-O-C-O-M-L-K, celebration at gmail.com. SoCo is short for Sonoma County. SoCo, M-L-K, celebration at gmail.com. Well, that I couldn't be any clearer. So do you have any last words, any last statement that you would like to say? And I just want to repeat this. It's, it's SoCoMLKCelebration at gmail.com. That's simple enough. SoCoMLKCelebration at gmail.com. Any last words, any message you would like to give our listeners, Tina? On behalf of Dr. King and everyone from the civil rights movement and all of our ancestors to remember that we are humans. And the only way that we can all survive on this wonderful planet is through love and through caring and through compassion. That's it. Well, I want to tell you one thing, Tina Rogers, on the air so everybody can hear, I love you. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on Women's Spaces. And thank you and the whole committee for doing this each and every year. I mean, I've gone to so many of these celebrations, and I'll tell you, it is so inspiring. And 
What I'm finding about Zoom, folks, is Zoom is even more intimate than going to a big gathering because you get to see and hear in a way that you've never been able to. So thank you once again, Tina Rogers, for being on Women's Spaces and telling us about the Martin Luther King celebration that's going to be happening this Sunday via Zoom from 7 to 9, and all the information will be on Women's Spaces. Anyway... Thank, thank you. you very much, Elaine. Oh, Appreciate it's my it. pleasure, Tina. And I want to thank Tina Rogers, an educator, performer, and researcher, for talking to us about the Martin Luther King birthday celebration that's coming up, and also to uh, Regina Brennan of the Black Forum for telling us about their food distribution program. A reminder, all the information you heard on the show will be on www.womanspaces.com. Also, if you want to wish anyone a happy birthday, an anniversary, a birth, please write me, email me rather at elaine at womenspaces.com and I'm happy to announce it to you. A reminder, tell your friends Women's Spaces will be on tonight at 11 p.m. This is Elaine B. Holmes with Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to being with you the next time. Take you home now, the woman in your life. She can wait so easily. She knows everything you do because the woman in your life is you. Because the woman in your life, the woman in your life, the woman in your life is you. The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 11th, 2021.